Welcome to another edition of Bush and Ritchie's uh, Daily Takeaway. Uh, we're going to let you in. Uh, we, we, we say consistently it's because it's the truth. Uh, you hear uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the bespoke stuff. This stuff doesn't make it to air. We do it to you because we love you and we appreciate you downloading the takeaway. Um, I called you earlier on today, around about 25 past two. Yep. We were due to meet up a few minutes uh, a few minutes hence, and I kind of thought, let's just give him a quick call, see where he's at, uh, maybe I can get some coffees in or something or other. And it rung two times and then just cut out. I was thinking, hey, he's probably on another call or something or other. I'll just, I'll just meet him outside. Turns out that wasn't the case. Uh, I was actually sat on the toilet. At that time, yeah. again, apologies for this, but this is the truth. And I, I got hit the red button straight away because I will not speak to anyone whilst I'm in the bathroom. Now you see, here's the here's the thing, right? You must have some people who you would take that call for. I wouldn't speak to everybody, but there are certainly people that, you know, if I'm taking care of business, shall we say, I would answer. Again, apologies. Um, uh, well, who's on your list then that would... This this kind of, like, special Cobra list then that you would speak to on the toilet? I'd take Natalie's call. Uh, I would uh, take calls from my children. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... I th- I'd take both my brother's calls. Right, and would they be happy? Would you be? Would you explain to them what's going on whilst they're in conversation with you? Because that's my issue. I, I wouldn't want to put someone in that situation where I'll I'm go back, naked from the waist down whilst they're talking to me. I'll go back through that same list and speculate. Uh, I think my wife would just be resigned to the fact and keep talking. She knows by now, she yeah. She knows by now. Uh, I think my daughter would hang up pretty quickly. Yep, good for her. Uh, I think my son would laugh and carry on talking. Yep. Um, it's the echo, though, isn't it? You can't, <laughs> there's no point trying to do, like disguise it. People know there's a sound of talking in the toilets, and it's it's uh, it's completely unmistakable. People would know straight away what it is. And both brothers would definitely still keep talking. So, well, I'm, I'm not changing my rule I, again. There's no one in my family, no one in my life that I would talk to on the blower whilst I'm in the toilet. The daily takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. So, fairly dramatic day overall. Say, yeah. It's been a fairly dramatic day with Boris Johnson resigning as uh, Prime Minister. It's been a day of drama. It's been kind of mad, really, to be honest with you. I don't know about you, though. I'm kind of obsessed with, obviously, if they're clearing out of number 10, like, what's he going to take with him? Yeah. Uh, someone tweeted me earlier on saying they've seen a steamer going, and I don't know whether they were like pulling my leg or whatever, because I know that the wallpaper's quite expensive, isn't it? <laughs> it's contentious. It is contentious, but it is like a rite of passage, isn't it? Taking something with you when you finish a job. Like, for example, obviously, Wimbledon at the moment, I've mentioned before, that I think it was 1998 I was one of the towel guys at Wimbledon. <laughs> 1898, I believe the year was, sepia tone. But um, I, I lifted three or four of those towels that we still have in circulation at my parents' house. For, they're the towels, you know, the proper uh, Wimbledon insignia on the front and everything you'd put out on the benches for the players in the changing rooms. we still got them to this day. 1998. I dread to think what 24-year-old towels feel like to get out of and use when you've had a shower. As bad as you possibly imagine. <laughs> Genuinely. But they're still kind of hanging in there, which is testament, it's testament to a Wimbledon, Wimbledon towel. You yes. Ever, have you ever taken anything from a, from a workplace on I'm your last honest, day? I'm an honest gentleman, Bush, and I would like to leave somewhere on good terms. But if I was to speculate what I might lift from here on my... Good luck. <laughs> 
Have a look around <laughs> you. Do you know what? I'm very partial to the way the printer outside our studio here uh, leaves toner all over your hands. So I think I'd have to... <laughs> would you say that? I hate that printer. I smash it to pieces. If you take it, good on you. Take I one would, for the team. I would take it for you, just for your sanity's sake. Well, with it, I remember uh, interviewing uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who uh, obviously is in Game of Thrones, yeah, your legend. favourite uh, programme, and uh, she was talking about finishing up doing one of the Star Wars movies, and she took a bit of her outfit with her. Like, Brilliant. Her kind of storm, silver stormtrooper yeah. outfit. It's like a little keepsake. So it goes right to the top. Uh, what stuff have you taken with you as a souvenir when leaving a job? Uh, Danny says he's managed to come away from one job with an air horn and some bolt cutters. <laughs> bit of a story. They doesn't clarify or elaborate. Uh, Matt got himself an office chair. That's good going. Do you know what? If you'd sat in that chair on plenty of days and it was your chair, you'd, you'd probably feel attached to it. But, like, you're going to go to another bit of work, though, aren't you? So, well, you can't have an office chair at the house. Boss. You can't slide up to your dining room table and have me tea on this. <laughs> Look at the new guy. He's brought his chair with him. The wheel in. Imagine that turn up with your own chair. <laughs> uh, Dave says, when our uh, office was closing and moving to another location, I went into the empty offices and took a glass paperweight with the company name on it off the manager's desk. No idea why, and I've still got it to this day. Bravado. Very bravado. Megan says a swanky cooler, but it was a promotional gift, so I don't really feel like I took it from anyone. I think I saw Swanky Cooler at Reading 98. <laughs> and then Kieran says, I worked for a furniture company that went bust. Uh, on the evening uh, before, we were told tomorrow was the last day, sell everything on the shop floor for whatever you can get. Oh. So I rented a van... <laughs> And left a tenner on the counter saying cheers. Right, okay, there's a fine line between there taking really you know, a keepsake and just daylight robbery. Lisa says, I worked at a restaurant quite a few years ago now. Whilst I was there, I borrowed a full dinner set. Plates, side plates, bowls, pasta bowls, uh, just for Christmas Day. My manager gave me permission. But then must have forgotten I had it. When I left, I didn't let on that I still had it. I think my mum probably still has it at hers. I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> It'd be great to have all that stuff. What about this from Nick in Horsham? It says, after leaving the British Army in 2006, I took with me a Challenger 2 tank gunnery sign. He adds, <laughs> yep, that came with me. And of course, that's not my real name or location. <laughs> Secrets. Uh, Andy, what did you take? I took uh, a, an empty kipper packet and a big smile because I shoved some kippers down the boss's desk because uh, he kept turning my radio off and I couldn't <laughs> the radio off during the day. So uh, I, <laughs> I heard about it later that the smell was there for months. Now, I, I've, I've heard, I thought it was an urban myth, this whole thing of putting a kipper or, or hammering oh, a fish no. somewhere. Oh, no, 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 no. It no, works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the satisfaction of knowing that I've got me on back. But you took the empty packet away. I love the attention to detail. I think if I was to do something like that, I'd, I'd do the kipper and then I'd put the packet in the bin. Tesco where would be the giveaway. <laughs> the paper trail back to Richie. And can we ask which radio station that you were listening to that uh, your boss kept turning off and you got your own back? Oh, absolutely. Rock radio, obviously. They deserve the kipper. 100%. 100%. They certainly do. <laughs> Diane says, when the factory closed that I was working in, we were told that we could take things. So I took uh, babies' dummies, bottles and teething rings. Aww. At the time, I had no kids. <laughs> That's a bit weird, isn't it? It's very weird. That is a bit weird. People find that boxed up in the spare room. <laughs> now, listen to this in terms of the show, the hometime show knitting together uh, from previous days. This text says, I worked at a crisp... Uh, uh, as a Christmas temp for a catering company. Uh, when the job ended after Christmas, they had loads of food left over, uh, which we were allowed to take when we left the job. I took 16 Christmas puddings and I've been eating one every couple of weeks since. <laughs> he says, I was eating one on the building site yesterday and that is from listener Lewis.
Boys, who we spoke to on this show wow. yesterday. Wow! Can you believe that, the out-of-season thing? I remember that, and he still survived the next day to tell the story. Eating a Christmas pudding in 25-degree heat on a building site. <laughs> what a guy. Simon, what did you take? I took a double aluminium extension ladder for my old job. <laughs> <laughs> a double aluminium extension ladder. Is that a nice bit of kit? It is a nice bit of kit, mate, yes. Now, we don't know our ladders very well, so is that is that double aluminium or is it double standard length ladder? What is double about That's it? That's a good point. It's, it basically, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a two-sectioned ladder, so yeah. you can kind of pull it up to any height you want to. Great. So it'll go up to like a normal-sized house sort of thing. Brilliant. So what were you, a burglar or a window cleaner? <laughs> I was an actual painted decorator. So oh. Like, oh, all right. It's uh, very useful. So <laughs> you're still using it? Oh, yeah, still using it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK, and on that last day, did you just, you just borrow, took it as a souvenir or we, did they say, go on, take any bits and bobs you want with you? Well, no, I kind of... <laughs> I was kind of leaving the last day of the job because I was going to work on my own and I kind of just... It was in the container and I kind of thought, actually, that's a bit useful. I've got an outside to do, so I'll take it. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't, he's not worried about it at all. Not, not troubled in any way in your <laughs> conscience, are you? No, not at all. Not at all. Served me well for years. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This show departs England across the channel to France next week. Uh, two shows at the back end of next week from La Rochelle, which we are really looking forward to uh, after that trickle-or book uh, arrived from uh, listener Jet earlier in the week. It's going to be like, you remember on Only Fools and Horses, they all go over to France for a day in, uh, in a minibus? Yeah. It's going to be a bit like that. <laughs> it's going to be very much like that. Tesco Mobile, our very good friends making it all possible for... Us uh, and you have been helping us out with plenty of intel, but we kind of needed to get it a little bit more authoritarian. We need to get org- organized. Uh, you know, well, at one point it was just a dream, so we didn't really take it too seriously. Now that it's become reality, we do need to get organized for our trip next week. Uh, start planning what we're going to do over there. Uh, it's an honor to have on the phone right now Nell from the La Rochelle uh, Tourist Boards. Uh, Nell, you're right. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour, indeed. Bonjour. You don't sound overtly French, Nell. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm from the UK originally. I just live here now, so... Wow, so tell us, <laughs> how, how, where, where are you from in the UK? I'm from Brighton, Brighton and Hove. So how does someone from Brighton and Hove end up being working for the La Rochelle Tourist Board in this iconic town? Oh, well, it's my mum. She's originally from here, so she wanted me to learn French. And as I love tourism and uh, I love to talk to people, I chose to work here. Now, it's an interesting thing because you've ended up coastal because obviously Brighton, uh, a British resort, La Rochelle, one of the big things over there is obviously the ocean. How similar, because people will know Brighton, we feel like we know La Rochelle. How similar is Brighton to La Rochelle? Well, it's quite similar because it's a coastal city. It's uh, quite a touristic city as well, especially La Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, every year we have uh, about 4 million tourists, approximately. depends. Well, with COVID, it went down a bit, but it's quite a, a well-known city worldwide. Uh, and would you say, now uh, that uh, people in La Rochelle are aware of their kind of unusual fame in the United Kingdom and that loads of kids in the 80s and 90s in England will have learned all about La Rochelle through the Trick Law textbook? Are people over there aware of that? Do you know your fame? Yes, we are, because uh, especially today, there are many uh, English citizens that came and live here now at the moment. So even every day, uh, I always uh, walk uh, past tourists, uh, British tourists, 
even if it's a low season. So, yes, we are. <laughs> wow. It's spread the word of La Rochelle, hasn't it, Trickle <laughs> So, yeah. look, we are so, so excited to be part of those British tourists uh, yes. that are going to experience it for a couple of days next week. What oh. would you say are the must-do things that we should cram in in our time while we're there? So the must-do things, if you never came to La Rochelle, what me, I would recommend, first of all, is for you to discover the historical uh, part of La Rochelle, so it's city centre. Right. So there's a, there's a big part in La Rochelle which is really based on its history. What you should know is La Rochelle is a thousand-year-old a thousand city, so there's a rich and diverse uh, heritage that you should learn about. I feel like she said this before. I almost felt like you should be drawing onto a leaflet. Over the desk for us as well as you point stuff out. Yes, yep. exactly. We have maps, we have everything. Uh, we can give you a whole package of things you can discover. So I would recommend for you to visit really uh, uh, the city centre. And then uh, for museums, well, for example, we have our towers, which are known worldwide. Wow. Which are really <laughs> important for the city. So I would recommend that as well. What about what about classic French textbook activities? We're going to get to this a bit more next week, but like mm-hmm. you know, like the stuff that we learned about in Trickle was like going to the swimming pool and uh, going to the bibliothèque. Have we got some? Have you got a good library and swimming pool game there in uh, La Rochelle? Yes, we do. For example, in La Rochelle and two uh, suburbs surrounding La Rochelle, you have a big swimming pool. The most famous one, the one that tourists appreciate the most, it's the one in Châtelet en Plage. Which, which is 20 minutes away from La Rochelle, but Brilliant. in the same area as it's uh, the Atlantic coast, you have a huge sandy beach, which is... Uh, Did you say fancy beach or a sandy beach? Sandy beach. OK, cool. We'll take either. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the room is echoing. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. They both sound good. Uh, uh, and what, do you, what should we wear over there? We were, t- we were talking about, like, uh, in the last song about, like... I haven't met, it's been such a long time since I've been like a, a travelling anyway. Yeah. You always got family yeah. and you know kids are screaming that kind of thing. But if Richie and I are going over there, should we should we get like Brit tourist style shorts and football shirted up with uh, pound coin dispensers, or should we go in in more <laughs> French exotic wear? Any suggestions of what we should wear over there mm, now? Well, both because uh, for example, even French tourists uh, they adapt the French the uh, the British way. Oh, what, really? Oh, wow, OK, yes, well, I like that. Yeah, socks and sandals. Even French tourists wear that now. <laughs> we spread the words. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, La Restaurant, uh, is there a particular food or a restaurant that we should mm. also make sure we cram in in our visit? Mm, well, seafood is a must, especially in La Rochelle. So I hope you like oysters or I hope you're not allergic to them because it's one We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I would recommend well, already for lunch, which is quite nice and uh, quite washelet for me to say. Yeah. Is uh, for lunch, I would recommend for you to go to the marketplace and directly at the vendors, uh, get the platter of oysters and you can eat them directly in the market. Wow, so we can do wow. that thing where people link arms and feed each other the oyster at the same time? Yeah, it's exactly that. Like lotto winners. <laughs> hey, and yeah. then, um, I mean, this is not, you know, obviously we're going to be working and stuff like that, but Richie and I, yeah. uh, we do we do like a shandy now and yeah. again. Is there a local um, La Rochelle beer that we could try whilst we're there? Mm, for example, let me think, you have La Tête de Mule. 
which is quite nice. Sounds good. Effie de Mool. Two okay. of them, two of them, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what's uh, one of my favourite beards? Le, Le Rochelois. It's a uh, it's a Rochelet beard. It's really made uh, in our city. Wow, it sounds so good. I can't wait to get over there. We're very, very, very excited. And um, we'll, uh, what, is, what is the tourist office in French again? Because that was something that I've forgotten. Yeah. But it was always somewhere that you'd ask to is, go is to. Is it the Sandicat Initiative? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really that. It's not the same thing. As it's really Office de Tourisme. Oh, right. oh, <laughs> office de Tourisme. Well, uh, yeah. Petetra, we'll see you there. I think we're going to be fine. We're going to be just fine. <laughs> Thank you, yes, Nell, so much. Also, I would recommend for you to go to the aquarium. It's the biggest one in the biggest private aquarium in France. Oh, wow. Wicked. We'll learn what the word is for that in French. L'aquarium? Is it l'aquarium? Yeah, aquarium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no offence. I was a bit intimidated about uh, learning Fran- French and that, but it's just a slightly more exotic way of saying it in the, in the British style. But uh, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll get heads around it. Uh, Nell, thank oh. you so much. And we can't, maybe we'll come and see you next week. Yes, well, I'll be working. <laughs> so if you want to so come will out, we, yes. And don't forget your sunglasses because it's really sunny at the moment. <laughs> oh, right. What, what, what kind of climate, what temperature are you looking at over in uh, La Rochelle? Um, at the moment, I think when I looked on my computer, we were at 25, which is uh, quite hot already for me. Yeah. Well, we'll get nice our sock, socks and sandals on for that and we'll be right over there. So, uh, Nell, thank you very much. <laughs> That's perfect, and thank you, and I'll see you next week then. <laughs> We're kind of walking that tightrope of, um, certainly to <laughs> to our families at home, of trying to make it sound like not too much fun. No, I it's got to be like a big undercurrent of work going on yes. there. Uh, a lot of people, thank you for your suggestions about stuff, what we're going to do over there next week. It's not It's not just us going there. I feel like the whole Hometime Show family are going over there yeah. next week, doing the shows for you there live and everything. Uh, a lot of chat about what to wear. Uh, someone's just tweeted us a photo of Alan Partridge in his uh, Brit Abroad <laughs> stuff. But, like, we do need to be practical over there. And I'm just thinking back to, uh, uh, you know, a show we did about three or four months ago. Do you remember when I got a bum bag? Yes, I've still do. got my bum bag actually in the tin there. Right. I can keep all of our Franks and stuff in there. <laughs> yes. and, and boiled sweets. Yes. But you haven't got a bum bag, have you? No, I don't know. No, I don't. Can you imagine having all that stuff or just at, the, at your fingertips? Well, that's what I'd normally do every day. I'd have it in a pocket. And if you, don't need, you know, we might be wearing these, you know, Chevron Action Flash shorts and all that kind of stuff. We don't need, you don't need pockets and that weighed down by, you no. know, rolls of uh, euros. It's very kind of you to look after my stuff then. Well, what? No, no, no. This is it. I, I think, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go online I'll get you a bum bag as well. That is, we have a, a bum bag each. That is a gift that you really don't have to do. No, no, seriously. To sort it out for you, I'm going to get you a bum bag for France. It's my treat. Mate, save your francs. But honestly, watch this space. I'm going to get him one. More immediately, actually, Lawrence, uh, the Tesco mobile Grand Fromage, uh, who emailed us uh, yesterday. Lawrence, we speak directly to you right now. Uh, this show is not just thrown together. Let's plan summer 2023. <laughs> Ed has emailed the show. Anyone can email hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Get involved. Ed says, Hello, gents. Your trip to La Rochelle reminds me of the German equivalent of Tricolor that we used at school. It was called Deutsch Heuter. I remember using that myself. There's something about the German language, just the way they have stuff. Like, you know, their, their, their shaving foam is Barber Scum. <laughs> Barber Scum! I think the direct translation of that is German today. I think. Slightly underwhelming. 
<laughs> Ed goes on. It was called Deutsch Heute, and it also had a town uh, on the first pages called Saarbrücken, effectively the German La Rochelle. He's spot on. Everything in the role play in Deutsch Heute was always in Saarbrücken. Oh, wow, so they would have had, like, a family, they would have had, like, a German family, or yeah. whatever, the same as the, yeah, the yeah, La Rochelle yeah. family in Tricolor. Uh, he goes on. It was effectively the German La Rochelle. I wonder if they are twinned. Years ago, my friends and I were driving through Germany, got lost, actually ended up in Saarbrücken, of all places. We felt we knew it. So, 2023, if this goes all right, La Rochelle, next week, <laughs> what's it called? Saarbrücken? Saarbrücken. We'll have to get ourselves the shell seats and everything. It's going to be ace. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's the final week of 10 weeks of tickets. We want to send you to see Coldplay on their brilliant tour next week. The tour is called Music of the Spheres. So every night this week, we've been dropping roughly spherical objects onto a tin tray, and you've got to be guessing what it is just from the noise of impact. Uh, so... Day one, you could eat it. Day two, you couldn't eat it. Yesterday, you wouldn't want to eat it. Wouldn't want to. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, here comes day four. I can't. We can't really give give away. You can just hear noise at the moment. Just listen. Just move around a bit. Protective wear. That's all we're going to say. Okay, uh, producer Dem is about to drop a sphere, and no one really knows what's about to happen. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Okay, do you want to drop another sphere? (laughs) (laughs) Stay a bit. Right, so, uh, right, let's uh, see who reckons they know what it is today. Who's this? Hello, boys, it's Andreas. Andreas, hello. How you doing, all right? Yeah, good. Where are you right now, right at this minute? Right, this year, I'm in sunny Sheffield. Go on, my son. All right. Okay. excited about being in Sheffield. (laughs) What's the sphere, Andreas? It's an egg. It, it was is. an egg. Yes! Good man. Uh, it's all working for you today. You're loving life in Sheffield and you go and see Coldplay in their brilliant tour. That is fantastic. I love it. Thank you. Excellent. Are you taking with you, Andreas? Uh, my beautiful wife, Charlotte. Andreas and Charlotte sitting in a tree. We're very happy for the pair of you. Absolutely. You make up the rest yourself, This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. And it's time for Film Club, a weekly meet-up where we all crowdsource a particular film to fit a specific brief. And it's a bit different this week. It is a bit different. Normally we go through your emails and they still keep coming in, so thank you for these, because we like giving, you know, advice for very bespoke situations that you lot are in. Uh, Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. But today, it's kind of for us, because, of course, next week we're off to La Rochelle. We may have mentioned that. (laughs) Uh, The show will be coming from France for uh, a few days thanks to uh, Tesco Mobile so we thought we should look for the best film and of course you and I can watch this on our journey over we could do those little earphone splitters and share it it's exactly what we'll be doing we want to look for the best film that is set abroad so we're not we're not looking for for like your parasite a foreign movie we're looking for yeah a film that is set abroad abroad films because that's kind of what this home time sh- uh, show is going to be next week it's going to be set abroad it's abroad. So for the one that I love the most, and this is one of my favourite films of all time, it's called Sideways. Uh, the blurb on it is two men reaching middle age with not much to show but disappointment embark on a week-long road trip through California's wine country. 
Uh, it's Paul Giamatti, I think, is in it. And it's just brilliant. Really good comedy. Quite hard to find good comedies these days. Yeah. Even though it's, I mean, it's a little while ago now, but that's a great little American road trip thing. So, in many ways, fits the brief of being abroad. <laughs> and the two men in their mid 40s uh, who haven't amounted to much as well. Actually, there's, there's a backhanded compliment there, isn't it? Yes, there is. Uh, I am going to go 80s. I'm going to go 1985. Um, you say you were looking for a good comedy. I give you National Lampoon's European vacation. You can't get more holiday travel than that, can you? <laughs> you can't. That's a good one. Uh, it's a great film. It's making me giggle just even <laughs> just even thinking about it. What do you reckon, right? It's a, it's a good film that's set abroad. That's what we want. Uh, Scott has suggested a film that I'm disappointed in myself for not thinking of earlier because it's one of my favourites, and that is The Grand Budapest Hotel. That is a cracker of it's a film, a isn't it? It's a cracker of a film, Scott. It's a cracker. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, says this person. It's a classic, such a funny film. Steve Martin, etc. Uh, filming locations, uh, a load of different places in France as well. Loads of chateaus. That's right up our street. It is indeed. Donna, what are you suggesting? The beach. I'm your winner. It's, it's not maybe a winner, whoever that is in the background, chirping away. The Beach, can I just say to you right now, The Beach is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life, and I actually... No, 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 no. I walked out the cinema. Donna, you fight your corner. Fight your corner with him. Leonardo What about the bit where he has some kind of, like, epiphany, which I think is induced because of substances, and then he's a computer-generated bit of him jumping around the beach like it's uh, a computer game? What about that bit, huh? I don't remember that bit. <laughs> Donna, you've just got eyes for Leo, haven't you? Yeah, I have, I have admitted. <laughs> but no, it's one of the best films, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we can't be in a relationship. <laughs> the scenery. Can you tell your mate in the background he's not one make me a winner? That's my husband. Yeah, well, you need to deal with him. Oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> oh, Thanks, Donna. <laughs> Uh, people are also scaring us as well. Jane Sheffield says, what about Midnight Express? Might make you both think twice about concealing those fruity cigarettes. <laughs> um, a Knight's Tale, Heath Ledger, uh, gets introduced at one point by Geoffrey Chaucer uh, with the line, he gave them hell at La Rochelle. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's going on the list, that's for sure. We've got Bruce on the line. Bruce, what are you suggesting? Yeah, Mr Bean's holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, why are people phoning in tonight just coming up with terrible films? Um, do you know what? I know, I... You, you've got this thing about Mr Bean, haven't you? But it's a funny film. William He's... Defoe's in it. It's a lovely beat. It'd be nice to see you do the, the, the crossing of the road to get to the beach over the vehicles, <laughs> on the bus, on the truck, and on the car. I can't believe Willem Dafoe's in it. He's a, he's a good actor. and he's, he's obviously had a lean patch where he's then decided, need the cash, I'm going to do the Mr Bean movie. I'm going to side with Bruce on this. It is a good... No. Listen to no, the, no, the, no. the one-line premise. Mr Bean wins a trip to Caen where he unwittingly separates a young boy from his father and must help the two reunite. On the way, he discovers France, bicycling, bicycling and true love. Can I just say, right, uh, do, in addition to colonialism, I think Mr Bean is one of our most embarrassing exports here. <laughs> In the United Kingdom, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, you must have a chuckle sometimes when you watch a Mr. Bean. Bruce, uh, um, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, ain't having Sorry, it. Mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, now we need to make a decision. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have uh, suggested Star Wars being abroad. What, what does that even mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I guess it is technically abroad. It is technically abroad. It's technically another planet. It's also technically fictional. So um, so that's a no. Uh, Got to be carry on abroad, lads. A bit of Sid James, says this person. And then Rob's gone for a cheerful one. What about saving Private Ryan? <laughs> 
Stephen uh, and and many, many, many others have suggested the film that we are going to go with. Uh, if we're going to go with the popular vote, Stephen says has to be in Bruges with Phew. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Dark comedy set in Bruges in Belgium. Always wanted to go to Bruges after watching it, uh, but it's a bit of a trek from Belfast, he says. Think about this. On the Eurostar next week, then, portable DVD player, one set of headphones, one earphone in each. Richie and I watching in Bruges. Thank you very much. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Hope you enjoyed that takeaway. Uh, I think it was a, a particularly zesty one. Um, just got one more Don't, one more thing for well, you. You go back on about the toilet again, I'm, yeah? I'm going back on, all right? right. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to, I don't know when this is going to happen, but there will come a time right. when you will call me and I will be sat on the toilet. Right. And I'll see it as you, and I will answer it. Okay. And you will be talking to me whilst I have my pants down and I'm sat. <laughs> and my goal will be for you not to realise. And we'll have the call, and the call will end, and I will then tell you afterwards, you were just talking to me on the toilet. Right, now that I know that bit of information, I'm going to buy myself the most expensive surround sound headphones <laughs> so I can pick up all the noises in the background, and I will not let you hoodwink me. It's not going to happen.